You are listening to Think Funny with Aaron Donnelly, Nate Sadler, and Matt Donnelly. For show notes and to check out Aaron's books, please visit AaronDonnelly.com. And now, the show that only thinks it's funny, the Think Funny Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Think Funny Podcast. This is Aaron Donnelly. I'm here with my co-host, Nate Sadler. Hey, everybody. And Matt Donnelly. Hey, guys. And today we are continuing our This Week in History edition. Uh, Nate. This Week in History. E. E. <laughs> I know you always say, you know you can record that once. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but I don't get the royalties that way. What interesting or any thoughts you guys have this week? I just noticed another thing. We're talking about baseball. But I noticed one other thing um, seemed weird to me when I was... Uh, watching games last night is the the walk that the umpire has to take every time there's a meeting on the mound because they're they won't stop talking so he like takes this like sad walk of shame from the batter's box all the way to the mound and then he just sits he just stands there and stares at him but it's like it's so strange because they don't do that in any other sport I mean, he needs umpire needs a whistle. Yeah, that's the thing is, there's no clocks in baseball. No clocks. So, so yeah, it makes for it's some just, interesting uh, scenarios. Go with the hand gesture, like Aaron mentioned last week. Yeah, <laughs> some sort of hand gesture, like the cut it out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really following baseball very much, but I just saw the thing about the the there's a Japanese guy pitcher that's hitting like 20 some home runs this year. Yeah, yeah, Otani yeah. Shohei. Utani. Has that ever happened before? They had one. There was one guy, I think, uh, in the '30s that might have been might have done it, or even earlier than that. Uh, oh, really? But I, I, yeah. yeah, I don't remember exactly what the, what his name is. It's got to be three finger something, or two <laughs> finger something, or or no single finger. finger, single finger something. <laughs> what is the ideal number of fingers that you should have? Yeah. <laughs> six finger. Yeah. I always thought that was weird. There was though. one guy that had six fingers. Um, yeah, okay. it was uh, Antonio Alfonseca. Yes, he had six fingers. Cubs, yeah. Cubs and Marlins pitcher, he had six fingers. Yes. Yeah, there was an interview with him where somebody said, uh, so were you born that way? <laughs> no, I had one added. <laughs> As I was going around this week, I'm just noticing more and more, like, where is everything going? Everywhere you go, if you go to Menards, you get about half the stuff you need. If you go to Target, mm. you get about half the stuff you need. That's true. Doing purchasing for 25 years, I can tell you it's as bad as it's ever been times 100. It's just confusing me that it's in every sector. It's like uh, my kids did a fundraiser for school, and it was supposed to be chocolate-covered pretzels. The company is out of pretzels. Pretzels are on back order. <laughs> Everything yeah. is under the pretzel company, and, and that's all they make? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I don't know. Where is everything going? Who's got Where is it? the stuff going? That is Who's my question. Who's sitting on this stuff? Is it- <laughs> I've got my palms make- to the sky right now, and I'm saying, where is the stuff going? <laughs> <laughs> Who's taking the stuff? Who's got the stuff? it? Come on. Uh, but anyway. Okay, so regarding the economy and jobs and everything, but so do you not then subscribe to the concept that 
the, that everything was shut down and now it's supply and demand and now there's demand it's out but there wasn't the the production last year that's people weren't right? eating pretzels during the lockdown <laughs> yes it, yeah i i completely understand it for certain things but for right. others it makes no sense like uh the dr pepper zero shortage which has me in a real tailspin oh really uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Is it, wait, Dr. Pepper Zero? I didn't know they made that. You can't oh. get it, though. Oh, it's, it's, it. it's amazing. Whoa. Highly recommend. you never seen this? No. It'll change yeah, your life. That's I not will. an overstatement. Okay. If you can find it. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. It's, what if, the zero is that they made zero. <laughs> yeah, the zero means quantity. for in stock. In stock, <laughs> zero. Well, the only notes I made was, uh, I think it's good to have answers for like these basic questions people ask you sometimes, like what's your favorite album of all time? What's the, your favorite movie? And, and one of them is like, if you only have one food, what would you have for the rest of your life? And I think it's good to ha- think about those and have them sort of locked in. And I finally locked in my food one and it's uh, little, little foods. So uh, L-I-L apostrophe. So I noticed that Jenny sent me a picture of little drumsticks uh you know like the ice cream cone things oh yeah but they're called little drums <laughs> and uh and i thought started thinking i was like man everything that is little is good so like little bites muffins and brownies and sonic mm-hmm. had a little griller sandwiches it's it would be perfect like on a desert island if you just had the little food groups uh you can only you don't have, you don't have to eat a lot of it if you don't want to uh there was a guy on our college baseball team that nobody liked and they called him little bastard <laughs> He was about five foot tall and he just had a big mouth <laughs> and everybody called him little bastard. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's something magical when you take out the TT and you just have the little. What about little? They're always delicious. Is, is little no. Debbie, little Debbie or little Debbie? I think that's little, but I prefer the little because there's an added deliciousness always. That's what I'm settled what on. If there was, what if there was little broccoli florets? <laughs> <laughs> Would that still apply? <laughs> a little sauerkraut we went somewhere last night and they had sauerkraut and i go anybody want me to pass this around and everyone just looked at me like i'm nuts (laughs) do we get a family style family style meal it was yeah yeah that was exciting i got to eat like one thing that was on the table so Uh, was it sauerkraut no it was cottage cheese but do you like cottage cheese nate oh god that's probably my favorite food really oh yeah i love cottage cheese i used to love it as a kid but then you know what everyone when i grew up everyone started saying how gross it was and i was like kind of like joined in on them with the peer pressure like yeah it's gross right don't listen to the mob just sprinkle a little um salt on it or chop up some chives and throw some chives in there delicious very good for you extremely healthy is it i gave up on it because of peer pressure even though i really liked it don't to revisit mom used to put syrup on it remember matt Mm -hmm. did you say syrup yeah, mom used to put syrup on it. All right, you've lost me now. But <laughs> I think you're de- defeating the health factors here with the syrup. But... This week, we're discussing the dates of September 12th through September 18th. This week in history. September the 12th. 1895, Annie Londonberry becomes the first woman to circumnavigate the globe on a bicycle. 
This um, is your second circumnavigate in two weeks. <laughs> circumnavigate podcast. <laughs> this is. I only did it this time just to prove that I could say the word without messing oh, up. There you go. That's yeah. the sole reason why I picked this. Um, and it's not circumcised the globe, right, Nate? <laughs> no, it's and, not. And you talked about a bicycle thing last week too. I know. So I know. All worlds collide. Did uh, she have a bicycle that rode on water? Did she have? I know. That's bicycle? the thing. Is is they do these around the world things, but what are the rules? Because um, yeah, like. You know, you want to say, "Oh, I, I, um, I crossed the Western Hemisphere, and all you did was ride across Panama." I mean, is that going should, around the world? It should be a thing where, like, you know how when you see the people jogging, and then they come up to a street light and they jog in place. I hate those people. She ha- should have to get on a boat, and they'd put her on an exercise bike as she crossed the ocean in the boat. Well, that that is that is something though. I'm well, going to do it on a motorcycle. They could give you like a really long snorkel, like made out of PVC pipe. She could ride <laughs> on the bottom of the ocean. 1990, Australia bans bungee jumping. Um, what? Which I know, which got me thinking. That was their thing. Yeah, I know. Was in the outback. That's what you do, don't you? You, you bungee jump off the cliff. But uh, yeah. evidently, there was too many deaths uh, around that time in 1990. When I was a kid, I jumped off a roof once. I can tell you that first split second is fun. And then the next split second is the oh shit sec- split second. <laughs> was it into a pool or a trampoline? No, it was just onto the ground. Okay. A friend of mine goes, I bet you won't jump because we were sitting up on top of something watching uh, tug of war practice. And I jumped and I broke my arm. So. I think that says the most about watching a tug of war practice, what it makes you, <laughs> the lengths that it takes you. So then I boredom. just had to finish watching the tug of war practice, except with a broken arm. 2018. Nature magazine publishes a picture of the oldest known human drawing, which uh, they estimate at 73,000 years old. Um, They described it as a hashtag-like abstract drawing, (laughs) which got me thinking, were they trying to get something trending? Hashtag caveman life. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag someone invent toilet paper. September the 13th. I'm sure you guys were like me and you get done with school in elementary school and you either run home or ride your bike home as fast as you can to watch what cartoon? Oh, Conan the Barbarian. Was that a cartoon? <laughs> uh, Scooby-Doo, man. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. I loved Scooby-Doo when I was a kid. So um, on September 13th, 1969, the mystery machine gets a rolling when the TV series Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? premieres. And when I was a kid, that was my favorite cartoon. I loved Scooby-Doo. It was just fun. Just a fun show. F- could not be more formulaic. You knew how it was going to go every time. It's a creepy yeah. castle or spooky circus. or sure. There's always a kitchen and a castle. Born on September 13th, 1813, uh, John Sedgwick, uh, an American general killed in the Civil War Battle of Spotsylvania, which I love that. Uh, if that's a town name, that's an awesome town name. His last words were, they couldn't hit an elephant at this distance, just as he was shot by a Confederate sharpshooter. I pictured him saying it in like uh, Conan O'Brien old-timey voice, you know, when he does mm-hmm. that old-timey voice. So they couldn't hit an elephant at this distance. So, <laughs> Who's recording these last words that uh, these soldiers have, you know? Somebody going around with a little notebook. I mean, Scribe. he's dead. It's the same guy that holds the flag. Who gets that job? Like, yeah. all right, here's your Gatlin gun. Johnny, you got the flag over there. 
We'll send you first. It's a birthday of uh, Eddie Rommel. Eddie Rommel was the first major league umpire to wear glasses in 1956. Can you imagine, uh, though, like catching hell for bad calls and people like, you need glasses. And then the next week he yeah. shows up with glasses and they're like, see? Yeah, so that was the year Jackie Robinson did the color barrier. Yep. But lesser known barrier crossed the, uh, the four the eyes barrier. We had a great umpire at the last softball game. We've talked about the umpire crowd of guys that, that umpire softball. Are there a direct relation to Carney guys? You need to. What, so what are those uh, graphs or charts called where they have concentric circles laying over the top of yeah, each Venn, other? Like Venn diagram. Venn diagram. Right? They need to make one of yeah. like Carney, umpire, food truck. There's like a bunch of them that kind of intersect each other somewhere. And, and one of them is the 80s bands, right? The roadies yep. for the 80s bands. But then they circle back because a lot of the carnies are descendants of uh, 80s bands traveling the country and uh, having unprotected sex. I, th I think that's my theory anyway, is there's a lot of warrant they were progeny <laughs> out there. September the 14th. Patrick Swayze died September 14th, oh. 2009. I know, Nate, that you are a fan of Roadhouse. Oh, um, God, yes. But I, It's time to be nice until it's time to not be nice. But I found uh, Patrick Swayze's first movie, which is just a gem. It's called Skate Town USA. He had a leading role as the skater named Ace Johnson. Also, it, it stars Scott Bayo as his uh, as his nemesis, I believe, and Maureen McCormick. I've seen this which movie. Was, uh, there's four, which there's is four famous Brady. actors in it. Yeah, there's uh, Mar Marsha Brady, Scott Bayo, yep. Patrick Swayze, and there's a fourth one, like famous actor that was in it. Yeah, Flip. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was a guy from uh, Welcome Back, Cotter, uh, like Epstein yes, or Horshack. Uh, Horshack. Yep, yeah, Horshack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because one of the more recent reviews I've seen of it on oddculture.com. They said that uh, there's just something magical about a slutty Marsha Brady eating drugged pizza with a bearded Horshack. That was the <laughs> review. Anyway, the plot is one evening at a Los Angeles roller disco, a rivalry between two skaters culminates in a contest. The winning price for which is a thousand dollars and a moped. After a game of chicken played on motorized roller skates, two rivals become friends. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Let's see. Later, 29 years later, uh, Maureen McCormick, who was Marsha, would uh, say that um, uh, there was a lot of cocaine being done on the set, and she fell back into severe co cocaine addiction during production. Uh, Scott Bayo, when asked about the movie years later, uh, said the word, quote, crapola. <laughs> um <laughs> It was billed as the rock and roller disco movie of the year at the time of its release. Uh, I've got a clip here, and I'm going to see if I can play it. This is the preview. Welcome to Skate Town USA. Where boy meets girl in a celebration of love on wheels. From coast to coast, rock and roller disco is the most. The most fun, the most excitement, the most beautiful girls, yeah. the most outrageous guys. The most daring encounter between two rival champions. <laughs> wow, that's not an understatement either. 
probably the greatest <laughs> moment yeah. in the history of sports of all time. President McKinley dies from being shot by an assassin a week earlier. So uh, again, in our time period, 1901, uh, McKinley dies. Now, this is crazy because uh, if you let's say you take it back to that year, Lincoln had been shot in 1865. Garfield was assassinated in 1881. And this is 1901 and another presidential assassination. So three in the last was that 36 years. If you can imagine that would be like since when the mid eighties until now, imagine three presidents being assassinated. It'd be awesome. Uh, if it was the same secret service guy too. He gets home. <laughs> how was work? Uh, yeah, I lost another president. <laughs> It keeps jumping the wrong way on instinct. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, William McKinley. And if you read through the Wikipedia page on this, it's really like uh, thrilling. In 1901, he was visiting the Pan-American Exposition. It was one of these World's Fairs things in New York. Uh, he was shaking hands. And Nate, you called it last week. It was an anarchist. Yes. Uh, Leon Sholgos uh, shot him twice in the abdomen. So basically this Leon guy uh, was disillusioned. He lost his job in the panic of 1893 and uh, became an anarchist and thought that, you know, you know, McKinley was representative of, you know, government and everything. So he acted like he had a bandage over his hand. McKinley reached forward to shake his hand in the crowd and he shot him twice in the abdomen. Um, Why is your bandage shaped like a gun? Yeah. Oh, it's just my hand. It's the way, it's the yeah. way God made me. Yeah. Um, McKinley, you know, right after he was shot, basically the guys around him started pummeling this, this Scholes old guy and mm-hmm. McKinley told him to stop the, um, to have some mercy on him because he thought they were going to kill him right then. And then McKinley, the first thing else that McKinley said was, Oh, you know, please be careful how you tell my wife. Um, he died with a lot of grace. He came, he, uh, he recovered a little bit, but then he made a turn for the worse. The problem was McKinley was obese and they couldn't find the bullet uh, at when he was shot in the abdomen. So he died from gangrene that was spread throughout his abdomen uh, from the bullet shot. So I don't think I've seen um, a picture of McKinley before. I didn't know he was, I knew Taft was a girthy yeah. individual, but I didn't know who right. he was. So, yeah. Um, so there were a lot of, uh, because of the sort of rise of anarchists in that time, there was a lot of people thought that McKinsey was, you know, could be shot at this event. Um, his wife was very paranoid. People around him were very paranoid. Like when they first arrived there, a cannon fired a salute to his arrival and it was too close to the track. And so the explosions blew out several windows in the train and everybody was freaking out and shouting anarchists. They killed Scholz Oates. Uh, they, uh, they found him guilty and convicted him uh, uh, to death penalty by electrocution. They um, electrocuted him in an electric chair and acid was placed in his casket to dissolve his body because they didn't want his body to be a memorial for future anarchists. September the 15th. We got 1985. Uh, Nike starts selling the Air Jordan 1. Which is a big deal nowadays for, uh, what do you call, because uh, it's a certain group that collects basketball yeah, shoes. Like sneakerheads? I think they sneaker call them sneakerheads. Yeah. yeah. So this is probably a big day. September 15th is a big day for sneakerheads because that's probably like the gold. Yeah. It's, it's actually the best selling shoe of all time. 
uh, at this point. It has surpassed the Converse All Star. It surpassed the MC Hammer British Knights. Cool. So have both you guys owned Jordans? I've never been interested. Yeah, I have. Um, I had the uh, pair in sixth grade, and I squeezed into the child. You know how it breaks from child to adult at six and a half? Mm-hmm. So I, I squeezed into the six and a half in sixth grade just so I could we could afford the Jordans because they were cheaper. And then I had a kid in school go, you know, those are the kids' versions. <laughs> okay. 2009. Muntadar al-Zaidi was released from prison after serving nine months. He's the guy that threw the shoe at President Bush during the press conference. And then he missed and threw another shoe (laughs) through his other shoe. (laughs) That's like one of my favorite news clips of all time. Uh, It would have been awesome if he threw a third shoe. (laughs) That seems like an insult that's like specific to some places outside the United States. It's like biting your thumb or... I like, bet it happens like, a lot. I bet a lot of leaders get hit in the face with a shoe. Yeah, I wonder if they briefed Bush on it because he was like on. He was quick. They gave him intel. The CIA <laughs> and the FBI got to him quick, and they gave him you got a size nine. A size nine headed your way, buddy. <laughs> Correction: two size nines. <laughs> Did you guys ever see when Bill Gates got hit with a cream pie? Yes, oh, that, that's great. That is one of my. I have an utter disdain and hatred for Bill Gates. I think he's an evil monster, and I'm so glad he got hit with that. So it'll all come out someday, I'm sure. But that'd be a great podcast, or, or just a, a documentary. Famous things, famous events of being th- things thrown at famous people. This like we don't want anybody to I was walking one day. Someone threw a potato at me from a passing car and hit me in the leg. And uh, it was like some kids. They were driving by, and they screamed out the window and threw a potato. It was like a solid thing to get hit by. And so I like looked down. I was like, what? And I was just like more confused than anything. <laughs> and then they're gone. I can't there's question nothing, or find There's them. nothing you can yell back either. You, I'm trying to think <laughs> of a snappy like. I just want more information. I'm not mad. What is going on? Um, <laughs> yeah. I was in college. Uh, they didn't throw this at me, but uh, I went, I didn't lock my car and I came back and somebody had smushed a burrito in my front seat. Oh, just ran, random acts, <laughs> random acts of violence. Not really violent. I don't know what you call it. It's way worse than like a burger, or a hot dog, like a burrito is just, it's basically yeah. like somebody threw a diaper on your seat. I like that concept of funny acts of nonviolence. We should that explore that. Through. September the 16th. 1893, the world's largest scramble for land. September 16th, 1893, more than 100,000 homesteaders descended on the 6 million acre uh, Cherokee land strip to take their claim of about 40,000 homesteads. Uh, This territory would later become part of Oklahoma in 1907. Was it like a starting line and you had to run and like put a stake down like that movie Far and Away with Tom Cruise? I think he did that. I think that's exactly how it happened was there was basically a starting line and a starting gun and you just go strange waiting for the federal government to to give out land i know yeah do if you're wyoming right now just do that nobody lives there i think like six people live in wyoming i don't know it'd That's be cool different. if it was that uh you know that you see it sometimes at birthday parties or 
people put their head on a baseball bat and then walk around in circles and then mm-hmm. they yell go and it's a race that they should have added that element at some point to the <laughs> land grab. Oh, that would have been awesome. Been. You have to yeah. run around your uh, wagons. You have to run around those 10 times and then get in yeah. and go real fast. And you have to run, push uh, some native Americans out of the way, putting smallpox blankets over their head. September 16th, 1984. Um, I did a music, one of my, Facebook music countdowns that no one pays any attention to. I do, Nate. Um, now no one does. Don't don't pretend. Oh, yeah, I do. don't anymore. Never mind. Sorry. Um, I used to. So I did a countdown of a music genre based off this. Uh, September 16th, 1984, the first episode of Miami Vice based off that. That so. is such a good look. Was anyone more handsome than... Uh, wh- wh- who the, what's the guy's name again? Edward James Olmos. No. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, Don Johnson. Oh, yeah, Don Johnson in that outfit. That's a, it's a legitimately good look that stands the test of time. I don't, I'm not even saying it ironically. What, no, white linen pants. You can't really go wrong. But just think about Ferrari how Testarossa. How that show changed like society. Like that show is the 80s. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it was the death of Luis uh, Rayard. He was the inventor of the bikini. Uh, he died mm. September 16th, 1984, a French automobile engineer and fashion designer. That's a good synergistic combo. <laughs> he introduced the bikini in 1946, uh, the two-piece swimsuit. Uh, when none of his regular models would wear it, he hired a 19-year-old uh, nude dancer to model it. It was named after the bikini atoll in the Pacific Ocean. That could be one of my... Uh, criticisms towards Miami Vice, though, is I'm, I don't like the 80s bikinis of that time where it was a super high-waisted bikini. Yeah, I <laughs> Yes. A, oh, Thank you. It's a weird look. Yeah. yeah you're welcome. See, it's the, like, in a lot of those 80s MTV rock videos, they're in those bikinis, and I'm I'm just not a yeah. fan. Like that Y&T song, Halen. Summertime Girls. No, I'm like, I, I appreciate what you're doing, but no, this whole thing is just wrong. And it's the bikinis no. are up high like Bub on My Three Sons. September the 17th. First airplane fatality. September 17th, 1908. Orville Wright crashes his plane after the, the, the propeller breaks, killing his passenger, Lieutenant Thomas Selfridge, and seriously injuring himself. So he was at a, a U.S. Uh, Fort Myer and uh, doing a, a flight demonstration on, the, on his new plane. And uh, so he got this lieutenant to go up with him. It was more weight than it had ever been carried before in the plane. A wire uh, tore out of the plane and shattered a propeller. The rudder swiveled to the horizontal and sent the flyer and sent the plane into a nosedive. Orville Wright later, uh, in a letter to his brother Wilbur, said that uh, Lieutenant Selfridge up to this time had not uttered a word, though he took a hasty glance behind when the propeller broke and turned once or twice to look into my face, evidently to see what I thought of the situation. But when the machine turned head first for the ground, he exclaimed, oh, oh, in an almost inaudible voice. It was said that Wright was saved because he was wearing a cap similar to an early football helmet. And since then, they've uh, they, they implemented uh, headgear for pilots. Such a surprise that a plane made out of popsicle sticks and balsa wood <laughs> would crash. I always love the video when they show the failed ones. And it's the guy with that thing that hops up and down. And yes. it's got like the umbrella do, bouncing. That's like the best that. one. Yeah, but just the look, just how he writes the the look that he gave me <laughs> to see what I thought of the situation. He probably looked at his football helmet and was like, hey, how come I didn't get a helmet? That was probably yeah. his last word. 
Dred Scott, American slave, died September 17th, 1858. So in 1857, uh, he sued for the freedom of him and his family, the Dred Scott decision. Basically, he was a slave. His owner took him to uh, a couple states where uh, where slavery was illegal and then returned to where they were from. And then so uh, when his owner died, he claimed uh, Dred Scott in this lawsuit that because because they had lived in those free states that he was uh, free at the time. So it's like a once free, always free ruling is, uh, is what they were trying to go for. And so the landmark decision, obviously, that really uh, caused a lot of issues. It was made by Chief Justice Roger Taney, uh, and it was a decision seven to two, but he wrote the uh, opinion on it. Basically, and this is a quote, Roger Taney said that people of African descent are not included uh, in the Constitution and were not intended Intended to be included under the word citizens in the Constitution and can therefore claim none of the rights and privileges which that instrument provides for and secures to the citizens of the United States. So Taney was trying, as in the Supreme Court, to sort of once and for all end the slavery controversy in favor of slavery. And obviously, that completely backfired. And this was a contributing factor to the Civil War. Um, and now historians view this as the worst decision uh, in U.S. Supreme Court history. September the 18th. 1971, the first cup of noodle was marketed by Momofuku Ando, and it contained the same st- you know, kind of styrofoam container that they have now. 1971 yeah. is when people started eating the cup of noodles. So. I love cup of noodles. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. So I was in Portland, uh, no, in Bend, where it's, it's like a big foodie place. And I was staying at this hotel and for work, and my boss was like, oh, there's all kinds of food trucks. There's this giant sort of market with all these sort of uh, eclectic, interesting food things. So you need to walk around and check it out afterwards, you know? So I did that and I couldn't find anything that I liked because I don't like anything that's unusual typically. So I just came back and had a cup of noodles, but I was ashamed to turn in my expense report. (laughs) (laughs) I just got a cup of noodles from the hotel lobby. (laughs) That's how I rolled. 1899 was considered the most famous ragtime composition. Oh, uh, man. Was released. On the rag. Was it called On no, the Rag? No, it's called The Maple Leaf Rag. Oh. And, Did uh, every ragtime either... song have the word rag in it? It's like polka. <laughs> That's what I wonder. Everybody on the rag? To the Michigan rag. It sounds like uh, every moment you've ever spent in disneyland that makes yeah, me happy good. you should start listening to ragtime more nate do uh just to weird out those three people left that don't think i'm a it total would be weirdo, awesome to so. blare it driving slow like with heavy bass <laughs> that's what we need to do and just just look over and give them like the knowing nod like <laughs> so that, that's what we should do that's our that's our jam guys so that's as the think funny podcast we're influencers and we try and influence those doily things that 1800 guys used to wear around their neck and we <laughs> drive down the street slowly with this music playing <laughs> yeah i like That's it a- We're, we got ideas i we had an idea about uh carrot juice yes evaporated carrot juice tapped into the yeah. carrot juice yeah evaporated carrot juice so we're i'm i'm creating a list of items we can and one of them's bound to succeed you right. know what i mean it's the shot shotgun technique but if it's a shotgun full of crap it, it might works. stick still
Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Think Funny podcast, the This Week in History editions with Aaron Donnelly, Matt Donnelly. I'm Nate Sadler. Thanks for listening. And they called him Lil Bastard. Thanks for listening to Think Funny. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. If you have comments or topics for the guys, you can email them at thinkfunnypodcast at gmail.com. And check out aarondonley.com for today's show notes and much more.